0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria
1: Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say: your chance to win starts with a spin.
0: So
2: go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over a hundred social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today! at luckylandslots.com
0: available to players in the US excluding Washington and Michigan no purchase necessary VGW group void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions Supply.
1: welcome to 3am where we discuss and dissect the supernatural i'm one of your hosts dj Posse cola what's the scariest thing that you've encountered We are live. What's up? Welcome. Thanks for stopping through. Happy to have you again on another episode of 3am. We're going to start off. We're trying something new. Uh, We're trying
3: a jar of questions. These are spooky questions (laughs) that we ourselves wrote down and have had users submitted on our Instagram. So we're going to just pull it out of the jar We're going to read the question, and we're just going to see where we all stand with with the question. Yeah. So, this episode's question is, if you had to choose one horror film to happen to you in
1: real life, what would you choose? Chucky, so I can (laughs) F up Chucky and not get murdered. (laughs) A real horror story to happen. Like, we had to choose one to live in
0: that's a that's i feel like the question should be if you should choose one not to live in because it's like if you choose one to live in okay
3: no no no. the question is which one do you want to live in that's specifically what Thanks the person killing. said
0: and the first <laughs> the first two s- 20 seconds i'm just kidding
2: um what was that one was it american ghost story or the, <laughs> the one, one where on he's under Box where showed us how to create recreate it that was terrible <laughs>
0: okay so the question is if you had to choose one scary movie to live in what would you live in
3: correct that's a good question
2: because like for me I'm going to choose the one that I can most likely survive in and wouldn't be the as scared right at least that's what I'm thinking
1: that makes sense I would choose happy death day but I'd just be not the subject of the (laughs) killing I'd be like her classmate who has no idea what's going on.
0: Kind of explain Happy Death Day.
1: The happy Death Day is where this uh, it takes place in a college campus and the main character is a girl who gets murdered by this mask-wearing freak and when she dies she wakes up from that same morning that she died in so it's like her her life resets and goes through again and she uses this advantage almost like a video game um so it's like her lives groundhog's day i've never seen that oh
0: that was like the original the day repeats itself oh was with it bill yeah. murray oh okay. so he he wakes up on groundhog's day and he keeps reliving that day and he can't figure out why so at some point he kind of gives up on life and just starts Killing himself. <laughs>
1: the first time I saw a movie like that was, I believe, the day after tomorrow with Tom Cruise. Live, die, repeat. Live, oh, die, yeah. repeat. <laughs> it says it on the box, and so you
2: think that's the title of the movie. It's, it's like, like the
1: <laughs> only poster movie poster I actually remember. But yeah, happy de- <laughs> Happy Death Day. That and was that trash movie we saw recently. The second,
2: the sequel was trash. Oh,
1: you saw the sequel? Happy yep. Death I Day. Thought thought it was fun, it, dog. Day. The I thought it was, it was fun too. too I'll, I'll go and see it. It
2: was so long. It was like 50 minutes longer than it needed to be.
1: Sean, you saw it too? Yeah. So everyone saw it, not me? No.
2: Yes.
3: <laughs> we were like... Sp- <laughs> so anybody else want to talk? Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't invite DJ. <laughs> um. If I had to live in a horror movie, it'd probably be like Sorority Row. But like one of the dudes that goes over for the parties that doesn't get killed.
0: Okay. For now on, let's say you have to be like the star or the, yeah, <laughs> you gotta be like
2: in the story.
1: This is cheating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I set that tone. Uh, I still go with happy death day. Cause that'd be kind of crazy to like, you have that chance to keep going through it. Like what other horror movie do you get a second chance?
2: If you woke up today, like today was your repeating day, what would you change about your day?
1: And somebody killed me?
2: Yeah, like like you get you get killed at the end of today and like you repeat all of this day again, like looking back on it, what would you
1: change? Well, I'd have a weapon on me probably. <laughs> so if you're listening right now, you know that I'm unarmed and that I'm <laughs> most vulnerable right now.
0: Uh, I'm going to go with, and this is probably not, this is definitely not the smartest choice. I'm going to go with my favorite scary movie ever. And that is Scream. There's something about Scream is like the best. It's my most fun, scary movie to watch. It's such a classic. Uh, there's something about being in like high school or college and then having a masked villain trying to kill you and all your friends trying to figure out who it is who done it. i love that
2: sounds romantic <laughs> uh, for me i was like i was like what's that uh I, I just searched it i was like what's that japanese battle royale movie and train, so to, I searched, train to busan so i searched japanese battle royale and it's oh, called battle Bat- royale <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like i
1: wasn't gonna share this but
2: i felt like i should because it's so ridiculous that's
1: that's the original hunger games isn't it yeah yeah yeah. wild if you haven't seen it watch it it's a classic i choose that one just because i want to get murdered
2: by japanese children
1: it's my dream so you have like 15 scary movies to choose from (laughs) jordan is our resident weeaboo (laughs) (laughs) for all of you out there shout out Do
0: you know there's a term equivalent to weeaboo for Japanese people who are really into Japanese culture? Aaron told me at one time, and I forgot. And that's what Aaron Uh, (laughs) is.
1: Sorry. Aaron, like, whispers it to you. He's like, this is it. Just don't tell anybody.
3: (laughs) All right. Did everyone go? Did everyone feel good about their answer? Oh, do I have to choose a different one? Um, No, you don't. But, yeah, maybe you should. Okay. Um, Recently, I just watched, again, 30 Days of Night, And that would be a dope one to live in. I think that I would do well in that type of scenario. You would. You You got the beard to match. Stay warm in the cold. Yeah.
2: You wouldn't have to worry about surviving 30 days because you'd die early.
3: (laughs) You'd be the grandma. (laughs) It'd be like one day. (laughs) I'd be the main bad guy. (laughs) One day and night.
0: sean would run out there and be like i want to join he'd be be that he'd be that fool
2: who burns all the the
0: cell phones and
3: whatnot
2: he's like the (laughs) one who walks miles to get to the place because he knows they're coming and he like waits in the prison for him yeah we did watch that recently that is an intense one
1: i swear i watch a lot of tv and movies but then when i'm with you guys (laughs) i just i'm at the bottom of the barrel (laughs) <laughs> then again, Groundhog's Day is a common movie. So, <laughs> you haven't seen like Sandlot either, or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. bro. Don't. Yeah, Three you have Ninjas. a
0: weird, uh, a weird history of movie watching. You haven't seen American classics. It's funny. All
1: right, let's cut all of that and let's go into a story. Decent question. Good question. That's actually pretty terrifying. If you
2: have to choose one, but. Feel free to DM us your responses.
1: What movie you'd like to be in. Anybody got any stories? Yeah, who wants to start? Actually, I i can start. If okay. That's okay. Yeah. Just putting myself out there. There's a like, movie that recently came out. What were you going to say? Did you have something to say? DJ's <laughs> like, anyone want to start? I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> no one? Oh, no one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have a story. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Okay. Um, There is a movie that just came out that I haven't watched yet, but I think all of you have. Velvet Buzzsaw. Yep. On Netflix. Yep. Jordan, have you seen it? I don't think so, but I've
2: seen so many things that, like, if you describe it, and I'm going to get excited that I have, so I really don't know. Have I seen it, Sean? Yeah, you watched it with us. us. I I figured. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jake Jake Gyllenhaal. Art. Art. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's an A24 film.
1: It is, I think so. A24? Yeah.
3: yeah. Wait. I think so. Maybe
1: A24, if you don't know, hit or miss. A24, if you don't know. I feel like from what I've seen so far, they've been killing it. They for for
2: me with A24, either it's going to be a super super dope movie or it's a movie that tries to be super dope. So it's still like decently entertaining, but it's just like a little off. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I felt with the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. It's like, there's elements of it. That's like, Oh, this is supposed to be artistic, but for some reason, I mean, I have to dig into it more, but maybe there was some writing or some plot structure storyline that just wasn't quite feeling it. But like the lobster from a 24, love that movie. There's other, there's other random ones that I re- like. They're usually for me personally, I'll search a 24 if I'm trying to watch like a good movie, but I mean, sometimes they can be kind of, I don't know. They're fake good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: They're either straight hitters or straight shitters. <laughs> yeah, that's they special. got hereditary. They have the witch. So good hitters. Mm-hmm. But then they have
1: velvet buzzsaw. <laughs> velvet buzzsaw. Shitters. Well, it, in that case, it's actually like about art. Like the dude works in an art museum. Right. And there's paintings that have a history of hauntings whoever's owned the painting has died. do you want me to tell you T- tell me the main plot but don't give me any spoilers oh you haven't seen this i haven't yet. seen it either. okay
0: okay without ruining it an intern or like a low level worker at an art gallery comes into the possession of a collection that has supernatural properties and those that collection starts coming to life mm-hmm. okay okay
2: That was a good Um, description without giving spoilers.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I've been meaning to watch it, uh, but the story that I have, I have two stories, uh, are within the same vein. Uh, A buddy of mine, Kevin, who's from Utah, uh, he was visiting a family uh, that he knew uh, who lived in a trailer park. Apparently, they're a really poor family, and they were just kind of hanging out in the living room of the trailer and he starts hearing things in the back of the trailer, like the, the back room. This family was just the husband and the wife. And when they got there, they were like, Oh yeah, it's just us. Um, he started hearing noises in the back room and he was like, Oh, somebody here. And they're like, Oh no, don't worry about it. And he's like, okay, they just kept hanging. (laughs) He continued. He, he stayed. Um, (laughs) he starts hearing the noise again and he's like are you sure nobody's back there and they're like oh yeah it's nothing just playing it off this happened a few times and the the thing that tipped it over was he looked down i guess the hallway of the trailer and he could see the room in the back nobody was there but he could hear noises and leaning against the wall was this painting He could hear the noise again and then he watched the painting that was leaning on the wall stand straight up and what from there he he left he's like i'm leaving (laughs) bye and that was it there's nothing else to that story that that's all he gave me and that's all that happened so but they didn't say anything after he's like no i'm i'm out no now he didn't want to deal with it anymore because they were playing it off before that. So he didn't really care what they had to say after for him. Like, cause cause he, he hears the noise, right. And it
2: spooks him out or whatever. And he asks them and they're like, Oh, don't worry about it. What was like his first, you know, what, what was he thinking it was? And when it kept reoccurring, he thought somebody else
1: was there with them.
0: So he, at one point looked down the hall and he could see all the way down to the end of the trailer. hmm. And he saw a painting that was leaning against the wall. No one's helping it. Just stands straight up and balance itself in the middle of the room.
2: Correct. Well, something was helping it.
0: Dude, I would I, I would be out too. That's, I'd be like, yeah, that's, oh,
2: I got I to go. <laughs> How does someone in an RV afford a haunted painting? Is my <laughs> first keep, question.
1: Why are they keeping that? And I wonder, uh, uh, we'll never know like the history behind that. But who owned that painting, what the painting is
3: of? if they created it? I don't know. It's just dude, why are like paintings like sometimes super creepy? like like you hear a lot of different stories about paintings and like stuff that's happened to people that that have owned those and like like why? That's actually I, w-
0: I wanted to ask that question. Do you guys believe that objects? can get haunted or objects can get cursed or possess like power yeah or like annabelle right you know that in that scary movie annabelle like the doll Mm -hmm. gets possessed or whatever in that room full of trinkets that have been collected and they all have like dark things attached to them do you guys think objects can have power can get haunted
2: for me like thinking about that question like think about a kid with like their prized possession and how much joy it brings them And I think the same kind of thing could be um, the opposite. There's noises happening in this room right now. (laughs) That was creepy. (laughs) But I think definitely, like definitely they can like use it as like a conduit, but also like negative energy. Like we were talking about imprinting before. I think like if because of deaths or murders, I think you can have negative imprinting on objects that were used or near it. Um, I don't know why, but I think definitely, or it's like, it's a, you give it power by like thinking that object has power maybe too i
3: don't know funny thing is that question goes right into what i was going to talk about tonight perfect um and
1: this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors big and small when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively <sighs> I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light. Lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, We want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest. Uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, go ahead and visit BetterHelp.com/3am, and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com/3am.
3: Basically like last week was kind of warm I was thinking about going out hiking and looked at a bunch of stuff in southern Utah and came across Escalante National Forest, the Petrified Forest. And I was like, "Ooh, that's that's like something maybe I should look into." Was looking into like details and got into The Curse of the Escalante National Forest. The curse is people take the petrified wood and then the park rangers report people sending it back, saying that they brought a curse with them. So I actually did a bunch of re- research and found a couple of letters that people sent to the park rangers. But, but, but. Quick question. Um,
2: if you were able to steal some wood and then give it to someone else, who's getting haunted? Is it both of you or is it just the person that carries the wood?
3: I'm not sure. Or I it think taker? it is the taker is what has kind of come up. But, like... Sean, I actually... I've heard about, like, this, and I've heard people sending it back. Yeah, it's wild. So, I'm just going to read, like, some of the letters that I found. So, like, this one, it said... I am writing this letter in hopes of easing my conscience and saving the most important thing in my life, my marriage. Against my better judgment, I removed three rocks, which my husband discovered hidden. Since then, being a true Christian, he has constantly told me of my wrongdoing, and I'm afraid that our marriage is on the rocks, no pun intended. I want all of my eight children to see the park in the same condition that I saw it in. So, in her opinion... Like, that was leading to the kind of failing of her marriage. But there's one that said, I'm not superstitious, but a year later, my husband was killed in an airplane crash not far from your facility. Since then, my life has been in turmoil. I just want to get rid of this reminder. Please put it back where it belongs. And this has happened over and over again. Now, the funny thing, as I was kind of looking into it, was that... The park rangers used to display all of the letters and rocks like right there in the visitor center to kind of discourage people from taking. And what it caused was more people taking to kind of prove that they wouldn't be cursed almost. Dude, what is it about humans where it's like they have to test the boundaries? (laughs) Because if you tell them no... They're gonna, gonna do it. it. Now recently, from what I heard though, was that they started taking that stuff down. Now I don't know if they took it all down or what the situation is currently, but what they would do now is they would go and like take pictures out in like the national forest just to kind of see if anything had moved, and it would be the same. So like there weren't any wasn't anything missing now more so than before when they've taken it down. So it's like the belief that there is a curse almost caused it. Mm, They were like building it. Yeah. And then when bad things would happen to people, they would almost attribute it to the curse rather than bad things just happen.
2: When you were sharing about that marriage, it seemed like they had problems prior to the rocks. (laughs) The fact that the true Christian husband was upset that she stole rocks and that was the issue with their marriage
3: that's true
2: there's something else going on.
3: the other one seems thing. a little more intense like the the plane crash close to the facility i don't know what that's about but <laughs> that one's that one might actually be a curse <laughs> but it it was weird i uh, reading through it i was like this is kind of strange how this occurs and like what people's mindset is about mm-hmm. it that's really similar
1: that's exactly the same thing as uh a few things in hawaii actually um for a long time and i haven't lived in hawaii for almost 10 years now um i've just been living on the mainland uh, ever since I, I graduated from from high school but for the longest time the locals believed that you shouldn't take lava rocks or sand home which a lot of tourists do and i could see why you know just like some type of souvenir in hawaiian culture we really teach that you should only take what you need and not what you want so there's no reason why people need a lava rock or sand that's (laughs) going to sit on their bookshelf just collecting dust you know but people have done the same thing people have taken lava rocks home sand and they'll mail it back
3: because their family's been cursed or different things have happened so pretty much so, the same thing. Like to answer your initial question, I don't know if I believe in items being cursed as much as you attribute bad things to happening when you feel guilt. At least in my situation, like where I'm talking about these or maybe even the 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 lava rocks and sand, that's just how it seems. But like that's not even that's not even counting I don't know, Annabelle doll or Some of the stuff in freaking Conjuring movie. I think inanimate
1: objects, inherently, they're not bad. They're not good. They're just an object. They can't act on its own. But almost like I feel like people and maybe events, people can give power to anything they want. I don't know if it's an actual transfer of power or if it, in their mind, it's like this thing is bad or this thing is good you could say think about you can think about like a cross you know at the end of the day to me it's just like a piece of wood but if somebody who's wearing a cross like a cross chain if it's just like jewelry to that Jesus to, piece yeah that jesus piece <laughs> to flex on other people or if it's like somebody who's a devout religious person and they use it as like a symbol of hope like it can be powerful in that sense and have power Does that make sense? My thought too is the placebo effect is
0: real and it's measurable and that's like power of the mind. And I think it can work both ways positively to help you get over an illness or negatively when you start believing something is evil and has power over you. I think you feed it and it can grow.
3: Yeah, I agree.
0: Or you can believe you're cursed.
1: Yeah, I feel like we're all on the same page about that. The second story I have is somewhat similar. A buddy of mine, Will. My favorite part about (laughs) him telling this story is I could see that he was visually scared while telling this story. When he told me, he was like, nobody, I swear nobody believes me when I share this story. But uh, this took place while he was living in Japan. Right before he was about to come home, him and the other people they were with, they went out shopping for some <laughs> souvenirs, I guess. One of the kids found a painting of an old samurai. He's like, this is really sick, I, I want this, you know. So he buys it, they bring it home when they're done shopping for the day. And will describe the time as summer, so it's hot in Japan and they're in tokyo so tokyo gets really hot in the summer i think his their the place that they were staying at had air conditioning but he woke up in the middle of the night because it was freezing cold to the point where he could see his breath and i've never been in air conditioning where i could see my own breath (laughs) Um, unless I'm like standing right at the vent and it's the coldest it can be, but he just wakes up and he he can start. He sees his breath, but the painting started shaking and just started like, yeah, just started like vibrating on the wall. And he grabbed the painting and he threw it out of the window. <laughs> and he was terrified. He didn't, he didn't know what else to do. He just knew he didn't want that painting in the room. Smart.
2: <laughs> yeah, they, I feel like that's the right reaction
0: <laughs>
1: MVP
2: over here yeah. like it starts shaking and middle of the night throws it I would just pretend like I was still asleep and
1: not saw it <laughs> but all the other kids and no one else woke up or huh. noticed anything so he, he woke, they woke up in the morning and he just described me as like I threw it out the window because I woke up and it was shaking in the middle of the night and it just felt not good <laughs> so i got i got rid of it it must have been shaking enough
0: to like be concerning because it it could be like rattling like that's weird but it must have been like you know what i mean
1: and for it to be the only thing like rattling or
2: shaking in the room and he just bought it like think about anything you just buy you're super stoked that you have this new thing and he's willing to throw it away within hours (laughs) of just buying it (laughs) he's like don't need you but yeah that was the story
0: that's wild When you said he woke up and he could see his breath, that reminds me of the scene in The Sixth Sense.
1: Which I've also not seen. What? Okay, if you're like DJ (laughs) (laughs) and haven't seen this
0: movie, basically it's a young child who can see ghosts. And when a ghost is around, the temperature drops super dramatically. And I I didn't pee at night for... 15 years because of this scene. <laughs> so Cole wakes up in the middle of the night, pitch black in his house, and you can tell he's like, you can tell he's super hesitant and he's like, he's troubled. It's because he has to pee, but he doesn't want to get out of bed. So finally, he gets out of bed, goes and pees, and as he's peeing, you see the cameras like looking into the bathroom, and a figure walks by the open door of the bathroom. Mm. And Cole like kind of senses something and looks behind his shoulder. Then he goes over into the kitchen and he sees his mom standing with his back to him and he's like, oh, relief. And then his mom turns around and it's not his mom and it's a dead lady and her wrists are cut. She like runs at him. She's like, look what you made me do. And he runs back, gets into his <coughs> gets into his tent and as he's breathing and crying, you see his breath like coming out. You see his breath because it's cold. Oh
3: my gosh.
0: And so that's what it reminded me of.
1: Damn. That's me at 27 years old. <laughs> not wanting to get out of the bed at night to pee.
2: Straight up. You need to take care of that beforehand.
1: I know. I'm like, pee right now. I'll just stand at the toilet and wait until it if comes out. If there's
2: one public
0: service announcement, anything you take away from us is, if you're about to fall asleep and you feel like you have to pee,
1: just do just it. Just go now, dude.
2: Especially camping. Yeah. Like, oh, oh
0: man, no, Just real. do it. Yeah. You don't want to get into your sleeping bag, into like your 15
2: layers and stuff. <laughs> Waking up everyone else. And then there's probably not just ghosts, but bears, mountain lions. Like actual things that can hurt you. (laughs) Serial killers. They live in the forest.
0: Weirdly enough, I kind of have a story that has to do with paintings as well. I have a friend who is from Australia. And he met this guy who who invited him out to his property to just... So he met this guy and he started talking to him. And he actually went to where this guy lived. And he lived out in the middle of nowhere. Like you had to drive maybe two hours to get out to where he was.
1: Is this like desert or like mountains?
0: Oh, it's outback. It's the bush. It's the bush. It's the bush in Australia. So if you want, Google. No, don't Google
1: the bush. Google the bush. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
3: Google the bush.
1: It's like. Make sure you're in a public area, only on the library.
0: So he's out in the bush. That's what Aussies call it. Uh, it's like red dirt, super remote. There's nothing out there. So he lives way out there. And my friend goes out there and he starts talking to him. He said, this guy met him at his property gate, which was like a couple hundred yards from the house, It's like super. Yeah. So he opened the gate, brought him in. He had a big dog with him. He went up to his property. The guy greeted him. The guy was super nice, super normal. And he went into the, he went to the house, they, he like gave him food and water and they're just chatting and it was kind of light. And as the conversation went on, the guy stopped talking so much and eventually he just looked over at him and he goes, all right, I'm going to tell you my story. And my friend said, it was weird. Like the, the, the energy in the room just changed. And he said, at one point in my life, I was a foot soldier for Satan.
1: My excuse friend. me <laughs> satan the devil lucifer
0: and my friend was like oh uh, uh, what <laughs> like he said this was out this was like out of left field all of a sudden he said at the beginning the guy's super normal looking in the eyes super like and then all of a sudden he just stops turns to him and says okay i'm gonna tell you my story And he said he like locked eyes with him and he wasn't breaking it and my friend's like uh okay And he said, when I was in my young teens, I moved to Southeast Asia and I started getting into businesses like trading people.
2: Okay. So, (laughs) and he said, I
0: was really good at it and I made a lot of money and I actively started to try and break every commandment I could. So he he's in this business. He's he's dealing drugs. He's dealing people. He's talk he's talking to the scum of the earth, and he he loves it, and he's really good at it.
1: He loves being, the culture around it, or the money, or both. Everything.
0: The power, the culture, the money.
1: Damn. Yeah.
0: I think yeah. I think mainly the power. But he said he was really good at it, just being bad. And and he said I would consciously try to do bad things. And he said, it just grew and grew to the point where he was like at the height of his power and he had everything he wanted, anything he wanted he could have. And he would buy things at a whim, whatever he wanted, cars, people, yeah, super dark stuff. And he goes into the shop one day and he said, I want, I went into the shop and I looked at all this art. This guy had an amazing collection. And I went behind the counter, I went in the back rooms, I didn't care. When he went in the back room, he said he looked behind a stack of paintings and there was one. And right when he saw it, he said, I knew I had to have it. And he said it was titled like Satan and the nine Lords of chaos. (laughs) So if you know anything about Catholicism, there is, you know, um or or the bible and stuff there is a structure to god's church like there's apostles and prophets and and things like that cardinals and popes and on the opposite side satan has a hierarchy in his ranks and in catholicism it's the nine lords of chaos that's wow. what someone told me and he said when he saw it he was drawn to it immediately and he's like i need this painting so he grabbed it pulled it out and took it to the shop owner it was like how much and the shop owner looked at him and looked at the painting and was like, "Oh no, 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 no. I don't sell this painting." No. This painting's not for sale. And the guy's like, "Name your price." Like, well, "How much? I don't care how much you say. I'm going to buy this painting." He doesn't explain how, but he walks away from that shop with the painting. And he said the second that painting came into his possession, his whole life changed. Everything was different. He could feel a presence. So when he was doing things, bad things, he felt like someone was there with him doing them or watching and encouraging. Now, okay, take this for a grain of salt. There are crazy people out there, but put yourself in my friend's situation. He's sitting in a way remote place with someone he doesn't really know, who he thought was normal, and now he's sharing this story with him with all the conviction in his heart. So the man says... I was doing these things and it escalated to the point where Satan visited me and said, he visited me in, in the night. And at first it was just a voice and it was, we want to use your body. Will you let us? And he said, yes, I gave him permission. And so he would leave his body. He'd watch these spirits rush into the body and do things. And then after like an hour or whatever they were done, they would all go out and then he'd go back in. So that started slowly. And then they started asking him more and more to points where like he wouldn't have his body for 24 hours, 48 hours. At one point he sees a friend, a friend comes and visits him in Southeast Asia who he hasn't seen for years. And he could tell his friend's not down with a lot of the things that are happening and he's like oh i wonder why <laughs> rightfully so he's like dude i think you need to chill on like the trafficking thing that's <laughs> not, not that kosher dog
2: you also speak in six different voices <laughs> yeah. all in latin
0: he's like your eyes are glowing red um, it's concerning <laughs> no but uh, so his friend his friend comes and visits and his friend very quickly realizes like he doesn't know this person and he said he confronts He said, my friend confronted me in a parked car and said, what's going on? And so he decided to come clean. And he said, I am a foot soldier for Satan. Like that's the title he's given me. And his friend's like, what the hell are you talking about? And he said, he's given me power. I can do things. His friend's like, dude, you're, you're starting to freak me out. And he said, he grabbed the steering wheel and looked at it and the steering wheel lit on fire, oh my gosh. and his friend go, like starts screaming, and then he he like he puts his rubs his hands on it, and the fire's gone, and his friend left. I was like, nope. And then he said, at night, the angels, dark angels, would come to him, and they would start teaching him things. So they would take him away from his body and show him how the world works. So they'd show him things like, this is where spirits came from. And when you die, this is where spirits go. And they pass through this veil and we wait here. And this is where we catch them and pull them away. So they're teaching him things about the world, about how things work. (laughs) At one point it gets so bad. They stop asking for permission to get into his body. So he'll be there. And all of a sudden they rip him out of his body and they rush and he sees thousands of spirits rushing in and they won't let him back in and he has to physically fight his way back in so at one point he starts thinking I don't like this I don't care how much power they're giving me I don't want this anymore I want to get out of this life I don't want to sell drugs I don't want to be in this he doesn't voice this though he's just thinking these things trying to give Satan his like two weeks or something (laughs) yeah good luck mate (laughs) eviction notice (laughs) (laughs) So he doesn't say this out loud. He's just are having, he's having these thoughts. He's beginning to have these thoughts of wanting out. He doesn't like it. So finally it gets to a point where he vocally says I'm done. No more. I don't want this. And he said from that second, he was under constant attack. So they would jump into him and throw him into walls. If he was walking by a ledge, they'd jump into him and like try to throw him off the ledge So he was beat up, like he he said he had gouges across. they, They would try to stab himself. He was like, he said, for about a year, he was under constant attack by these spirits. Finally, he said he found someone who helped him, who protected him. That's why he moved to Australia, and and then he looks at my friend who was terrified, visibly shaken, and he said, "It's okay, though. You're safe here." You're safe on this ground. I've blessed it. They can't come here. And my friend was like, "Oh, um, thank you for the water. <laughs> thank you for the food. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get going." And he left. He was like, "No, I'm not doing that." But he was
1: safe there. <laughs> oh, don't worry. The dude, yeah, the dude's like, "You're safe here," and I'm supposed to be like, "Oh, cool, good, yeah." sweet sweet yeah let's stay <laughs> but regardless
0: if that's real or not you're sitting in the room with someone who does believe that's
1: real and i think that's enough to be terrifying because at that point it's out of your control you know i mean when things are out of your control
3: that's okay. when it's most terrifying at least to me also foot soldier like that's like a lame ass position to get. In, right?
2: <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I, I was, was like, not doing why?
3: anything less than a captain. Yeah,
2: you're getting a, at least a sergeant, first Petty. class sergeant.
3: <laughs> he legit
0: said that was like the that was the title that we nah. that lucifer used In private.
2: Like no, nah, if you you want to use this, you ain't got you ain't got one of these. So
1: he got I feel like... like <laughs> because if he was like master chief levels. <laughs> then he doesn't know power yet he thought he knew power (laughs) can
2: can i be the actually actually i was thinking i'd be more of a master chief not a foot soldier (laughs) um as interesting he kept talking about the like he kept saying like a rushing feeling um i was talking with my grandpa's brother which i think is considered your great uncle i believe is what the term is i don't know sure just my mom's uncle (laughs) um but he uh he's been doing like paranormal investigation or like he just said ghost hunting i he's he's super cool i was talking to him and he did ghost hunting for 12 to 15 years and he'll still go on like uh i would say like consulting type trips like there's a he said there's multiple organizations who do like ghost research in his area who'll just like call him up just because they know he's super experienced and he and he just has like a lot of knowledge and experience with it all what area like where does he live it's in indiana so um he has stories from all the surrounding areas kentucky ohio indiana illinois a lot of native american stuff out there with it being the midwest as well as you know just like pioneers and just you know chicago's an old city and so just a very mobsters too yeah yeah and um and yeah so he was um but i know he worked with uh gathering evidence for like crime scene cases. So I think he did some CSI type stuff. And so basically he was just telling the story where he was with a police officer downstairs in a basement and they were just going over a lot of this um, evidence from a case that they had just wrapped up and he was about to get it all taken care of to, to take upstairs. And as he was, um, as he was down there, he kind of just felt this uh, rushing sensation. And when he said, he said, he said he shared a, a few other stories too. And anytime he shared when he was around any type of paranormal um or just kind of like you, he felt ghosts, he always explained it as like a rushing feeling where it felt like a large group was just kind of like moving or like he said, bum rushing. Um So mm. he just <laughs> also a term <laughs> I use. So I, oh, I know I that. that. I know that feeling. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, that rushing feeling. So he he my um my uncle would always explain the rushing feeling when anytime him and his friend he uh, his friend Ryan, he did a lot of research with Ryan as well. And both of them, they have multiple stories where they'll be in a place and one of them will feel the rushing sensation or see something and then they won't say it and then they get off off of it and the other person will say it.
0: So they they call it like the rushing feeling.
2: Yeah, he kept saying like rushing feeling or it was like he felt like a group of Uh, a large group of people were just kind of rushing in or just like he always, yeah, a rushing, like an, it seems like an intense type of like energy force, like moving to him or just like feeling it in the room. And so one story, he wasn't doing any research. He was just, um, he has background in some crime scene investigation. And so he was down, um, in like, um, like a basement where they keep it like a lot of inventory and just, um, evidence found in different cases and so they're just wrapping up some research so he like worked with the police yeah yeah and this is separate from his ghost hunting um, but he, he also just told the story because it was kind of crazy but so he's working with the police department um, figuring out some uh, crime scene investigation stuff they're going through this evidence just collecting it getting it all ready to send upstairs he feels kind of the rushing sensation sometimes he says he feels headaches when, when it happens as well Um, But he kind of feels that sensation. And there's just a ton of miscellaneous stuff in there. So it's not just like a room and a couple boxes. Like there's quite a few boxes. He doesn't know what everything is. The police officer doesn't know what everything is in there. And so he says he's standing there. And the police officer, I think, was busy in like the corner or something. And he looks over and just super visible right in front of him in like a grayish suit, grayish figure was like this man just sitting there. Like he didn't know who he was. Yeah, he just he just looked over and there's a guy in a in a suit and it's not and he's not like from he's not like with them, nor is he really dressed like the day like he, it's like a like ten fifteen years older like he's just standing there silently. He's just kind of standing there silently, but looking to the east wall. So he sees it staring, and then he of course he sees it staring. He looks over to the east wall, looks back, no longer there. And so it's like the dude disappears <laughs> yeah, so in a split second. Yeah. So the dude appears. He sees the pe- dude looking at the east wall, looks at the east wall.
1: The suited figure is now gone. That's when you start running from the east wall. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, um, so what do he? Did, so he goes over to the east wall and he finds a box up there and he's like oh that's interesting and it's like clearly this is what the dude was looking at like he says there's no question to me this is what he was looking at this is what it was looks up at the box and he turns to the police officer and goes hey what's in this box and the police officer says it's a box of unknown human remains and my uncle goes oh i think i know i think i know what one of them looks like <laughs> but uh but he goes yeah he was super crazy because the police officer didn't see him and something he talks about a lot is just the the issue when you see it and no one else sees it and you're like what like that happened and so he really he really likes working with this ryan guy because he his 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 uh partner because he seems to be very in tune as well but i thought that one was super crazy um you know he's just in there working late at night and you just see someone looking at their human remains But, but with the rushing another, another experience that he had, they were in New Albany, Indiana. And a little background for like my, where my grandparents grew up and, and with my uncle here, um, they grew up in farming community. So they, they had a huge ranch, they had chicken, you know, they had animals, all that stuff. And he said him and his younger sister were super into like horror horror stories, horror horror movies, scary stories when they were younger. As they grew up, they started getting more involved with other organizations. He said his sister started getting involved with a local group, um, I think right out of high school, and that kind of got them into investigating more. And he said his issues with those is they always had too many people in their investigations. So then they kind of branched off and started doing their own solo thing. And he said, usually when it was less people, they had a lot more crazier experiences. But one thing that they did, they were investigating this house for this lady out in New Albany, Indiana. And this was with his um, partner, Ryan. And they go down into the basement. My uncle said, as they're in the basement, he feels that rushing sensation. Just a ton of pressure, Again, it felt like just a ton of people just kind of rushing in. And he didn't say anything. He's just thinking that. And then audibly, his partner, Ryan, goes, I know there are a lot of people in here. And he's just like, uh, yes. <laughs> um, So they kind of feel that. They go upstairs. They're meeting with the lady, just talking with her. Um, He also kind of explains that he, while they were sitting there, he was having like the headache kind of after effect of like the rushing he says he'll get like a headache from it as well and then out of the blue ryan goes do you have a corgi and the lady goes oh yeah yeah. we had we used to have a dog a corgi and so like he like had seen the dog or something like something crazy just brings up do you guys have a corgi and then uh my uncle Dwayne he said that a lot of times while they're investigating, so he's sitting there talking with the lady. They're just trying to figure out more, maybe why this is happening, what's going on with it. As he's sitting there, the color orange kind of appears in his mind with the lettering Betty. And so he goes, does the color orange mean anything to you? And she's like, no. And he's like, oh, that's interesting. Especially since like the corgi hit, right? Ryan, seal corgi.
1: She's like, oh yeah, we used to have a corgi, right? Like he thinks he's on a roll. <laughs> and then- The spirits, like, break check him. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Slow your roll, little homie. (laughs) He's like,
2: do you guys really like orange? (laughs) Um,
0: That is the most
1: vile color. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I love
3: Doritos.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so then uh, he goes, well, does the name Betty mean anything to you? And she goes, oh my gosh, that's like one of my best friends. She's my neighbor.
1: She passed away a week ago. So is she not like, she's just rolling with this? She's like, okay, with all these, this guy just pulling things out of thin air. And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> well,
0: was were was she, were they invited there to do like investigation by this lady or?
2: I believe so. Yeah. okay. I believe so. But yeah, so she, she they were there investigating. Like, oh, well, And I don't think it was a huge surprise for her because she'd been experiencing these things, right? Got you. But it was a surprise for them that they were like hitting all these targets, right? They're like, oh, do you have a corgi? Yeah, well, she didn't tell them that. Same thing with the orange and Betty. Like, He didn't know who Betty was coming into it. And so just a lot of crazy coincidences like that with that, with that.
3: You know what I think I'm going to get into? It is ghost hunting or fortune telling be like does the letter l mean anything to you i was in love once whoa yes i totally knew that you were in love once was it a boy or a girl it was one of those things oh shoot it was one of those things <laughs> psych
0: that's the wrong number have you ever experienced sleepiness hunger love fatigue <laughs> any one of those things would have been happy or sad wait wait have you, you've had a mother in the
3: past? No way. (laughs) And she was motherly. Maybe just a fortune telling for me. Actually, I think I can make some good money on that one. So it's, it's kind of crazy. You said rushing. It's a rushing
0: feeling. I met this lady in Australia who shared an experience with me. She said before she even knew what it was when she was younger, she would astral plane. And if you don't know what astral planning is, what it is is when your spirit leaves your body and you're conscious of it. So a lot of people say they go and visit family members or they can see their body floating in the room. Like they're floating in the room. They look down, they can see their body. So this is what this lady used to do. She used to do it where she would just wake up in the middle of the night and she'd be floating above her bed. And it started like that, and after a while she kinda got like more control of it, more control of the situation, so she would start going a little further from her body until one time she floated far enough like way up, way, way, way up, and she looked down, she could see her body. And as she's looking at her body, she feels this rushing sound. And she said those words. She said, I felt this rushing all around me and this loud noise getting louder and louder like a train was coming and she looks down and, and, and with the sound comes fear she was terrified and she looks down at her body she sees all these dark figures crawling up trying to get into her body and she said she's pulling away further and further from her body and she tries with all of her might and she starts going towards her body and she said she gets in at the last second before she felt like it hit her and she's like sat straight up and she said she never left her body again.
2: Rightfully so. <laughs>
0: <Holy cow. laughs> um. But it was just weird. You said the rushing because that's exactly what she described it as was this rushing noise. And she looked down and she saw all of these dark things trying to get into her body.
2: That's, that's crazy. Wild. Have any of you guys experienced that personally? Like a rushing, rushing sensation when you've been creeped out?
1: Actually, I, I, I haven't, but I know a friend. Uh, Who has, uh, it's Carrie, actually. And she lived in a house that they were convinced it was haunted. And one of the weirdest things that happened was they didn't have a dryer, so they would hang up their clothes to dry them. And this was like in the front yard but their house had a gate and a wall um, and there was no way really to get in unless you had the key their laundry would get stolen like their underwear would get stolen and they're like that's really weird we have somebody following us Um, so they decided to like stake it out one night they turned off all the lights and they were at the window of their house, looking out to the front yard, just kind of like waiting. They had their snacks, just trying to like pull off an all-nighter.
0: Dude, so they like they set up. Yeah, they were ready. <laughs> they were like,
1: "We're going to catch this person." I don't know if they were armed or had anything with them, but they ended up falling asleep and dude worst cops ever either (laughs) right right either her or her roommate woke up first and woke up the other one shaking them say hey hey look and they didn't see anything but their clothes were missing so in that time that they were sleeping and they didn't mention how long that they were sleeping for but in that time their clothes got stolen now they had a second story or the second floor to this house that they never went to because everything they needed was downstairs, their bedroom, the kitchen um so upstairs wasn't in use, but mainly they didn't go up there because it was super super creepy, and they would hear things um upstairs and and whatnot. Carrie ended up going up one night and she went to go check it out, and she Mentioned how the room felt like it was full of people. And she felt like the way she described it to me was every single person in that room did not want me there and they all hated me. And I felt that hate. She got so scared to the point where she started to pray. She actually fainted, but her roommate was there. I guess took care of her and when she woke up she felt like those spirits or the people quote unquote in that room they weren't there anymore um but she said when she was up there she felt everybody like just rushing in on her or she just felt it was like tangible almost the feeling of hate and like a haunted bear hug mm, that's
0: crazy dude That's weird. I actually, I won't tell it now, but I do have a story about someone feeling like they described it as the room being full of people that they couldn't see. And they had, they all had this hatred towards them too. Like same thing. That's crazy.
2: I love when they're like, when you tell stories and they're very, like all of our stories have been from like third party, right? They haven't been any of us personally but they've felt the same things, right? Like the rushing, the full room full of people or like the hate, you know, like that's so crazy. You're like, there's no way the fact that you're feeling these things, there's gotta be some kind of
1: connection to that, you know? Yeah, and that's why I asked that in I think it was episode three. It was like, there has to be like an origin to this. Like what was the first time this story came about? know and where did it happen how um so
0: have you any of you ever fainted
2: that's gonna be a no for me dog i've been choked out but i've never fainted i've
1: never fainted
0: me neither i can't imagine what that's like like when you see or hear someone getting so scared so overwhelmed they just faint i've i don't know what that's like
3: i have no idea what that's like yeah that is like That's like hard to imagine for me personally, like being so overwhelmed that you faint. Like I'm trying to think of like to what, what would I have to be up against for that to happen?
1: Like what would push you mentally or emotionally to get to that point where you break?
0: Yeah. like your brain just shuts off. What kind of mechanism is that?
2: Why would it do that? I feel like personally, I should have already reached that point. <laughs> so the fact that I haven't fainted yet is terrifying because it means that there is more. Your threshold's
0: bigger. I
3: am like, oh, oh
1: no! Spirits are like, you can handle more. <laughs> you want to faint? Anyway, so
0: your your story about fainting reminded me of a story. So I met this guy. I had dinner with him in Australia he had, he served a mission in Indonesia and he said he was about a year out on his mission. He was in his kitchen. The homes are super third world and there's like power lines on the outside and it goes down the middle of the street. And from the power line, there is a cord that just goes straight to your house and that's how you get power. So in his kitchen, everything's hooked up to this cord. And sometimes it would like fall out or sometimes it would get disconnected and everything would turn off. So his roommate was in the next room and he was in the kitchen and the cord had fallen out. And so he stood up on a chair and he grabbed the cord and he's plugging it in. And as he's plugging it in, he gets shocked and he falls super hard from on top of a chair and smashes his head into the ground. completely out. So he's completely he's gone to the world. His roommate didn't know. Was in the other room for like an hour or two. And when he finally realized like his his roommate is not making noise, he's not he's not around, he's not walking or anything. He goes into the room and he's sitting there like in a pile of blood. Passed out on the floor. So he freaks out. He like calls paramedics, he calls try to get help. So they rush him to the hospital, and he's in a coma. And he, they, someone, they find his parents' information. They call his parents, who are back in Australia, kind of explain to him the situation. And he wakes up after like three days of being in a coma, and he has no idea who he is, where he is, who anyone is, or any memory. He is completely wiped. And so they start telling him, like, this is your name. And he's like, huh? He remembers how to speak. He remembers what humans are, but zero memories. So they start telling him, this is your name. This is what you're doing. This is why you're in Indonesia. And he's like, what? And his parents have got there by that time. And they come in, doesn't recognize him at all. And they have to explain to him, where are your parents? I'm your father. This is your mother. And he just has to trust everyone. And he said, he like, he felt completely lost. He had no idea what to believe or feel. Until finally, someone thought, he keeps a journal. Give him his journal. And he said, I had never kept a journal in my entire life, I thought it was dumb. The second I moved to Indonesia, I kept the most detailed journal I've like I've ever seen. And I had no idea why he just, I always felt like I needed to write everything down. And so he he said he felt lost. He didn't trust anyone. He didn't trust this person who was saying, I'm your father. He didn't trust this woman who was saying I'm your mother. He didn't trust anyone. He felt so lost. Until finally, he's looking over his journal and he starts recognizing, this is my handwriting. This is my voice. These, this is how my thoughts think. So he starts at the beginning, just reads this whole journal. And he starts to learn like who he is, what, were, what was important to him. And he said, when I, when I was keeping my journal, I felt compelled, apparently, to write down things like, I believe and I know are true. And so he said, he taught himself what he believes and who he is and like the things he finds most important in his life. And he said, without that journal, I would have been lost and gone, but I was able to like bring myself back. They take him home. Um, He can't live in Indonesia anymore. And they, it's like his first day back and it's Sunday. So they go to church and he's sitting in a huge congregation of Australian people and he's looking around. He's like super uncomfortable his parents are like what's the matter what's the matter are you okay and he's like i don't there there's so many white people here i can't do this
2: and they're like son you're white <laughs> that was like me when i moved to utah i was like there are so many white people here and he's like you're white and i was like well little <laughs> all right but he like he, he said
0: they told him that and he didn't he's like no i'm not and they got they like got him a mirror and stuff and showed him they're like you're white and he was like well he was He blown. He thought he was Indonesian for like a couple weeks. So this dude didn't know anything. Like his birthday, wiped everything. I think he remembered memories of when he was like up till like eight, and that's it.
2: What if it's not him, and he's being possessed by something else? Dude,
0: that'd be wild. But he said he got home. He sees his. He has to relearn who his siblings are, and they think it's hilarious. so they it's like it's getting close to december and they're like oh like we're excited for christmas and he's like what's christmas and they're like what's christmas damn and he's like there's this big white guy <laughs> who comes and he's like what he comes and he comes down your chimney and he puts presents and he's like what this is a thing yeah we leave cookies out for him and he totally believed it oh and then his mom was like that's not true they're messing with you dude that uh, almost disclaimer makes it, that, that, makes <laughs> that makes it sound worth it that makes it sound worth it i kind of want my memory i was gonna yeah. say
3: how exactly did this happen again electric shock yeah we could go try it i'll shock you and you dive off Do the you counter think that this would work <laughs> with a fork in an outlet
2: no because my funny story about forks and outlets i have cousins <laughs> who because they would mess around with that as children their parents would stick their fingers into outlets so they would shock their kids so they would learn not to use it
0: Dude, cps <laughs> oh
2: CPS, you know this direct person very well
0: <laughs> real quick though just sitting with that guy it was insane and i thought you know there is something to recording your life so if you're out there and if you've ever thought about it yeah just write things down take photos they're things you'll treasure forever. But uh, people ask him all the time, like, so did you, like, remember before? And he was like, think about what you're asking me. <laughs> I remembered nothing. I don't remember anything. I still don't know. All I know is what I've been told. That's so crazy to live like that.
3: Bro. That's Shutter Island, dude. I'd be screwed. Yeah. Straight up. The last time I wrote in a journal was, like, 15 years ago. And it was probably, like, I ate pizza. <laughs> so what well, you can take away from us here at 3 a.m.
1: so far if you listen to our previous episodes come up with a personalized password that only you know share it with no one this will be useful when your doppelganger confronts you second keep a journal in case your memory in case your memory gets wiped because you're going to need if you're out ever out in a dimly
0: lit foggy road in the middle of nowhere and you see a
2: stroller, don't investigate.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't full speed full like, speed
2: ahead. <laughs>
3: Skirt
2: Y'all really be like them white people investigating mysterious abandoned things at night. People don't need help at three AM in the darkness. yeah thanks for listening guys thanks as always
0: please send us in your stories we'd love to hear from you uh, one of the joys of my life one of the f- my favorite things to do is just ask people what's your best scary story and it's weird but you don't even have to know someone and they will just go right into it if they're the right type of person so that's our question to you guys what's your best scary story something that's happened to you something that's happened to someone you know, or just something in your life. You can write it into us at 3 podcast stories at gmail.com. We'd love
1: to read them. Or hit us up on Instagram. You can shoot us through the DM uh, 3AM.podcast. That would work too. Either way, we want to hear your story. So. And you can listen and download these podcasts
2: on any podcast platform that you use. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher,
1: Do you hear that? No. No. Yes. I think we're going to go check that out. So, in the meantime, be safe. Watch out. Be good. Stay (laughs) haunted.
0: What do you think about that? We could do something like that. Let's try it. (laughs) Let's Let's see.
1: Come play with us.